It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. James Rapine, Jake Lisko, joined today by Mike Santagata. James is dancing again. He, he must be feeling a little bit better today. We're on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. We've got Mike here with us as we have all year to go back through the tale of the tape. And Mike, where this starts is the offensive line. And it was something that at any point could have reared its head in the playoffs and was something that we said, the problem with the offensive line, they've been winning with the offensive line and Booger, whatever his name is for ESPN, McFarland, is it says you can't win when you get sacked 70 times in the season. The Bengals are really close to doing it, but what it is, what it does, they can win. They did win. It makes it harder to win when you're taking three and a half sacks a game. It makes it harder to envision running it back it makes just everything harder and it made it harder for the Bengals to run offense one of the points that I made is that I don't think they're really running the offense they want to run right now because take the last play of the game for example Joe Burrow can't even finish a one-step drop back like he kind of hops into it and and looks to throw and Aaron Donald's already there When, when you watch the game plan from an X's and O's perspective how much did the offensive line affect what the Bengals tried to do on offense? Uh, I mean, it's been the whole year, but yeah, this game was kind of just the microcosm for the season where they're Joe Burrow's getting the ball out. It's three step drops only like Matt Stafford getting to his backside concepts with a, a hitch and a five step drop. That's just not something Cincinnati can do. It well, isn't. I was told that that's what good offensive scheme looks like. What do you mean? Joe Burrow can't hit the backside dig. I thought that means he wasn't as good as quarterback. What What do you mean? Yeah, well, if he tried That's to hit the backside dig, uh, he'd end up on his backside. Anyway, um, so he, he can really only hit these three-step drops. And, like, yes, technically, some of these sacks are on Burrow. But a lot of them are three steps. Okay, the defense gave me a look I didn't like, so I need to get to my second read. And by the time you get to your second read in this offense, with this offensive line, against that defensive line, because there are times where this offensive line is fine, but against that defensive line, one of the best ones we've – probably the best one we've seen uh, this year. Yeah, you're not – you you got the three steps, and then even if there's not pressure, Burrow's going to think there's somebody coming. And that happened a mm-hmm. couple times where uh, – I think the play where Aaron Donald shoves him out of bounds, it looked like, okay, if he reset, he could probably find CJ Uzama who's running up the seam, but it was a pick play and he saw it didn't work. So he just immediately took off. And that's just not something you want to have with a franchise quarterback. All you could do, you know how limited the offense is. The reason the offense works is because there's like these elite skill players and they're so awesome at isolation routes and getting open within three step drops because your footwork's going to be tied to the routes. You can't run, Mills, for example, a, a pose from the outside with a dig on the inside and then have something on the other side 
with this offensive line, even with chips, because it's they it breaks down too quickly. So it limits the offense. They should have run more screens. I think Zach Taylor has to bear some blame, but end of the day, I mean, he's limited. He he can't run pretty much anything besides quick game, and the Rams took advantage of that. It's why Duke Tobin is an executive of the year and shouldn't be, even though everybody was on that train for a while. They had the worst offensive line in the league. They sucked. Let's be honest. They sucked. They got it wrong with Jackson Carmen. He's been bad, and you needed to get that pick right. They got it wrong with Billy Price. They got it wrong with all these guys. Now we have question marks about Jonah Williams because has he been as good as you needed him to be as a pass protector at left tackle? Should you move him inside? Like, all of those things are up in the air now. So did Duke do a good job? Absolutely. But he failed in the one area where if they get one more lineman, one, that's at a, a pretty, you know, just competent level, maybe that's the one play. Because I've thought about it three days now, it seems like. Yeah, three days. Sunday night, Monday, Tuesday, as you record this, it's one play. And so that that part of it to me, I mean, was there any moment uh, Sands, where you thought that this, especially in the second half, because in the first half it felt like things were okay, they were holding them at bay, where you thought, okay, Burrow has the ball in his hands, and you've obviously reviewed it since then, but Burrow has the ball in his hands, they're down three. Normally I'd feel good about that, but I didn't really feel good <laughs> knowing that that defensive line, what they were doing to him, and to me, that's that's a personnel problem. Yeah, the, the scheme and everything like that. And, you know, this this coaching staff could have potentially coached around it. I agree. And the personnel thing's very critical of that. Samaj P. Ryan can't be on the field when, when you have a guy in Joe Mixon in the, the final drive. It's just ridiculous. But even with that said, they're clearly dealing, you know, coaching with one arm behind their back. And you need that other arm to, to be perfect. And they obviously weren't perfect because they, they picked 34 over 28. And that's one of the many things, not enough screens, all of those things. But was that, what was going through your mind on that final drive? Did you think that the offensive line would hold up or the offense would be able to move down the field? And then upon further review, when you looked at it, did it feel like they had the momentum there? Or was that uh, smoke and mirrors? Jamar Chase makes a man miss, gets 17 yards, and they get a quick hitch, uh, you know, quick hitter to, to Boyd. Uh I didn't feel good when I was watching the game live heading into that last drive. I immediately thought, okay, the defensive stand, they win. If not, I'm hoping this goes to overtime or you hit another chunk play deep down the field. And that's how you win because that's, that's, I mean, that's how the offense went. It was punt or you're going to hit a deep play and be able to score Um, Mm -hmm. or a turnover led them into field goal position. But uh, yeah. Um, now, on, on further review, the thing that's funny is uh, on second and two, that's the play that Burrow throws the ball basically away. And what he's doing there is he's reading his alert. And yep. like I mentioned earlier, he's a one read and get that ball out because with this offensive line, you don't have time to hit three steps, hitch, turn, look on the other side of the field. Uh, so he takes a look. He, he liked because he saw single high safety and he saw Chase, even though Ramsey was off, he wanted to see, okay, second and two. I'm going to take my shot. We've all talked about second and two, take your shot. Uh, that's the play to take your shot downfield. So he takes a shot, but Ramsey had it covered. The next time they do that, same alert. It's uh, if you like the matchup, single high, fourth and one, you could throw it. And Chase put Ramsey on the ground, but I think partially because of what happened, 
Burrow didn't want to trust that. He wanted to hit the quick game, but they adjusted to the quick game and yeah, it just all went downhill from there. Spain gets beat. The only way you can't get beat is quick to the outside when you have the center sliding to you because you don't have help anymore, but he did. And Aaron Donald, possibly the greatest defensive player of all time. So like, it makes sense, but man, it, it was so close. And the thing is with, with Burrow, you know what the last thing he wants to be? is a one-read quarterback. Like, that's the last thing he wants. He wants to do the opposite of that at every play and extend every play for as long as possible. So, I, yeah, I can't imagine what's going through his head. I know he's a good soldier, and after the game he said, you know, what he said, but uh, I bet he it was, uh, it was mighty frustrating for number nine. You know, it, it wasn't Joe Burrow's best game by any stretch. He said it himself. I think he'll look back on it and think that he could have done things differently, James, I think, I think like you said, and – the good news is we did get an injury update on Burrow. No surgery required for the knee. I guess we don't know yet about his his hand, his pinky issue that at some point it was reported would likely require surgery. But it sounds like the offseason for Burrow will get to be focused a little bit more on training than rehab as it was last year. A lot more to talk about in this game. We've got a lot on the defensive side of the ball. We'll go there with Mike coming up next. Football might be over for this season, but basketball is full steam ahead, both in pro and on the collegiate level. So from the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to what coach is getting fired, where they're going to land next, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all of your betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all the scores and news this season. And it's not just basketball, it's hockey, boxing, UFC, the Olympics, so you need to get there right now. BetOnline.net. You can use your laptop, your PC, your mobile device. And when you go there, make sure you start wagering now. BetOnline.net. BetOnline, where the game starts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Before we go to the defense, I looked at the PFF splits after the game. And, and this just, again, kind of underlines the limitation of this offense right now. PFF charted one screen pass. I couldn't tell you which play that was. They had three play action plays on 42 dropbacks. They had 38 straight. We're just going to drop back and throw the ball with minimal deception against this defensive line that's just ripping up field. Like, there wasn't really a contained rush plan from Von Miller, Leonard Floyd, and Aaron Donald. They were like, we're going to go get the quarterback. They did in the third quarter. Raheem Morris even started blitzing. Joe Burrow was maybe had his worst game of the year against the blitz. I didn't go back to check this, but was not effective against the blitz. Again, unusual for him. We, we talked about the accuracy issues earlier this week, but... Thinking about ways that, I mean, hopefully we don't have to do this in the future. The Bengals could have helped their offensive line a little bit. There may be a little bit more they could have done. 
a little bit frustrating, as you said, Mike, to, to see very little screen game. James, you heard me talk about it on Radio Row. I can't remember how much we talked about it on air, but I said numerous times the, the Rams cannot defend screens. They're the worst defense in the NFL at defending screens. And, you know, Mike, I was DMing you. I was DMing Locked On Vikings host Luke Braun about the Vikings just killed the Rams in the screen game. And I thought that was a real opportunity. And instead, Joe Mixon catches one ball or three balls for one yard. That's that's just rough. And they were like, oh, my God, I'm in trouble. I'm going to throw to Joe Mixon in the flat where there's two guys waiting on him. Right. It's not like you were getting him in an advantageous, advantageous spot. And here's the other part. The one thing Samaj P. Ryan did great in the AFC title game was jumpstart the offense on the screen. Right. I have a 40 something yard play. So if you wanted to use P. Ryan, there's your time, right? Get, give him the ball and let him rumble downfield. And so, no, I agree with you. I mean, mixing in space. How many times have we talked about playmakers in space? And that's the way to get the ball to mix in. It's not like they were going to do it any other way. And, and they got the ball on on one little, it was a dragon concept. And, and I think you're thinking about this. They're, they're running dual dragon on both sides, which is a slant flat combination on both sides of the field. And, and, this is what we're talking about where Joe Burrow was forced to be a one read quarterback. He's only able to read half the field. He's not able to come back to that backside. And a couple of times he picked wrong based on pre-snap. And uh, there's, the, there's one play in particular that stands out to me. This is this, the play you were talking about, Mike, where he goes to, to mix it in the flat instead of Uzama in the, in the, in the, in the seam because he can't come back and reset to the middle of the field is, is Mixon actually does get the ball in space and just can't beat Leonard Floyd to the corner. Great play from Leonard Floyd, but Mixon, who had a great game as a rusher, uh, you know, we, we talk a lot about his receiving ability. Could, could have been a little bit better. Chris Evans could have been a little bit better. They, they, you know, they have that that deep little shot for, for Chris Evans. I thought he could have gone out there and, and caught up to the ball. But let's just fix the offensive line in the off season. And, and hopefully, you know, we're not talking about how do we work around the offensive line next year? Nearly, nearly as much. Let's shift gears and, and get off the offense for a little bit because it's really sad and talk about the defense, which a lot of good moments for this defense, man, especially in the trenches, DJ reader with the sack doing his thing in the run game. Trey Hendrickson opens the game with the sack. You get the, the Chidobe Awuzie heads up interception off of a deflected drop pass. You got Jesse Bates tracking. I think it was Odell deep. Was it Odell and, and catching a Matthew Stafford YOLO ball. I mean, there are a lot of great moments from this defense, right? And and they really were the driving force for the Bengals in the playoffs, which I don't think any of us anticipated coming into the playoffs. And instead they were the reason the Bengals won these games and were really in this with the Rams. They almost went toe to toe with this Rams offense and, and managed James, what was your score prediction? Wasn't it 20 to 17 or something like that? Like no. that was almost it. No, I nailed it. It was 23, 20. I just got yeah. the, the winner wrong. <laughs> maybe yeah, it was, 20, maybe it was Mike 20. Renner who is 20 to 17. I would have to go back and watch, watch the tape on, but I was more players. right than Mike. So yeah, ah. sort of <laughs> uh, identical. No, it was identical. Yeah. Score really wise. close. But, but Mike from this defense, <laughs> Was it was it special or, or what was it that, that bothered Stafford? Because it seemed like when the Bengals didn't blitz, and I can't believe they blitzed at all, actually, uh, Matt Stafford did take those extra beats a few times and, and 
was the Matt Stafford that he was in Detroit. Yeah. Uh, well, first it starts with Sean McVay trying to hammer the run game and the yeah. Bengals front just dominating the Rams in the run game. I mean, DJ Reader and the linebackers. I mean, DJ Reader keeps the linebackers clean, of course, but you had Logan Wilson clean, running through, making wonderful stops. You had Jermaine Pratt doing the same thing. Both of them were great tackling, and Sam Hubbard had a nice game against the run. But everything that was nice about them in the run game was kind of the opposite in the past game. I thought Trey Hendrickson had the advantage against Andrew Whitworth, and I really felt it after the sack, even though that was a bit on the running back. Um, I was thinking like, oh, that yeah, he's got it. They're going to have to help, and they did help, but he didn't. He didn't take full advantage of it. He got the one sack, and other than that, he didn't really get much pressure. Um when it comes to what the defense did special, yeah, they, they drop guys into coverage. They change the looks, uh, rotate the safeties late, do all that stuff that they've kind of done the second half of the year for the most part. But then I think Lou got frustrated a little bit at one point because there was one play where they sent the safety from depth uh, to try to blitz. And that made me go, whoa, that's uh, that's not what's been working so far. I mean, Stafford was beating them on the – uh, when they weren't blitzing on that last drive. So, like, sometimes I guess as defensive coordinator, you just change it up. We got to change this up so that we can get a different look. Maybe that works, but uh, I don't know. The defense was great. The defense, like I said, all started in the run game. I thought for the most part, the coverage was pretty good, especially it was Van Jefferson on that, not Odell. That was after the injury, but I mean, Jesse Bates to get underneath that ball. I mean, that was awesome. That, it was an out-of-structure play. It's a play, you think, with Matt Stafford's arm strength. I mean, if it gets completed, everybody talks about, oh, he's rolling to his left, falling away, throwing it deep. But instead, it's an interception. So <laughs> we're not going to talk about that. But uh, great play from him. I thought he was great the whole game. I Really, I thought the coverage held up until the last drive and specifically kind of Eli Apple on the final four plays is where it really fell apart. Like there were parts where we have Mike Hilton on Odell on a wheel route. That's a mismatch that probably should have been checked out of speed at three check. You know, the, we can't keep Mike Hilton on this guy. That's, that's Odell Beckham. He's really fast. And that's uh well, I don't know about really fast, but very good receiver, very shifty, mostly an outside guy. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I thought they played well. I thought they did a good job changing things up, changing the looks, making Stafford hold the ball an extra beat, but the pass rush wasn't there to take advantage of him holding the ball an extra beat. So it didn't work a symbiotic relationship there. They stopped it, the coverage, but the pass rush didn't do the, uh, didn't do their job. I do want to get to some positives and there are some positives uh, defensively that we can still uh, touch on. And, and also one more negative. And you mentioned it a little bit, but uh Boy, oh boy. Um, it, it had to do with the guy guarding Cooper Cup. But first, I have to tell you about the number one protein bar on the planet, Built Bar. High in protein, low in sugar, low in calories, perfect for you. They have amazing flavors, limited time flavors. So there's something for everyone. And there's chalky protein bars out there. There's protein bars that are healthy, but probably don't taste as good as Built Bar. In fact, they don't taste as good as Built Bar because they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Like I said, they're going to be high in protein, low in sugar, low in calories. And whether you just need a midday protein punch, a healthy snack to get you in between meetings to tide you over, or maybe it's a post-workout 
a bar that's going to fit your calories, fit your macros. Built Bar is the bar for you. Check them out right now. Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, Mike, let's uh, stick with the positives here. Uh, or no, negative. I tease the negative first. Let's talk about Eli Apple. Um, at, at any point, any moment, I'll let Jake be positive. Any moment, in any time, in any galaxy, in any region, um, should Eli Apple be one-on-one with Cooper Cup on the two-yard line in the red zone with no Odell Beckham Jr. on the field? And Chidobe Awuzie, who was playing well, by the way, should that happen? Should the Bengals have – I get it, you can't burn a timeout. But in the huddle, don't you just say, hey, 22, you follow 10, and we'll figure out the rest. Specifically, just with the alignment they came out in, I, Jake and I talked about it pre-show, but it's just, oh, they're going to a goal line fade here. <laughs> They've got the – he split right out there. wide. Uh, yep, like wide, they don't wide. really split out Cooper Cup wide very often in the first place, and on the what inches one yard line? Yeah, I, I think a lot of Cincinnati saw that coming. Yeah, it, it's been what everybody on paper has said. The weakness of this defense is Eli Apple starting, but Eli Apple's been fine. Eli Apple's been fine, and it finally fell apart. <laughs> it finally was what everybody said it would be. It was finally, oh, that's the Eli Apple I remember. That's the Eli Apple that left New York, left New Orleans, wherever else he's been. That's what everybody remembers. And he was fine. Like uh, it wasn't all just Lou Anarumo scheming around him or whatever. It, Mm -hmm. he was playing pretty well, like in man coverage, all that stuff. It's just when it came down to it and he's got the size, but doesn't have the ball skills to do that. I almost think that on that goal line, maybe you have a goal line package where you bring in, (laughs) I, I thought it after like, what if you bring in Trey flowers there and they align in that look, you got a big guy there on uh Cooper cup. That's going to be a little tougher to run that goal line fade condensed area. You're not worried about getting beat deep because he's a little bit slower. I don't know, but that's a, that's, that's shoulda, woulda, coulda talk. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to fly. I, I, I did. <laughs> Chino I, is right there. Yeah. Well, I, I, well, my thought is they might have been worried a tiny bit about Cheeto because he left the game with an injury for a second. Me so too. I think maybe second. it was for a second, though. Yeah, it, really was. It, it was. And you want to put your best on their best. Uh, I would have done that. The galaxy brain move of flowers was also there, I will say. But other than that, just not Apple, just on paper. I'm like, oh, that's where I would go. <laughs> if I saw that alignment, like singled up, that doesn't matter if it's man zone. I mean, whether he's man or zone, that's a solo one-on-one play. Yeah, of, of course, at that point, the Rams have multiple opportunities from the one-yard line because that's the third straight play where where there's a penalty uh, b- before the touchdown. So Eli Apple in the Super Bowl took 59 snaps at left corner, zero snaps at right corner. He was in the slot a little bit when, when the Rams went three and four to one side, which I think they did a couple times. But uh, for the most part, 
was was playing where he's played all year, which is that left corner position. And the Rams, you know, they've they've seen it for the whole game, right? They're they're seeing that Shadobe Abuzie is not changing sides. He's gone into the slot a few times. He followed Cooper Cup into the slot a few times. But you know, if I can sit here and look at the fact that he he had one snap. Sorry, Cheeto Cheeto apparently had one snap on the left side in the game. Could have been two or or four because the Rams are going to keep been. going for it down should there. Should have but, been. Anyways, uh, should have been. Yeah. Let, let's let's <laughs> let's end finish. on a positive. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, where, where I was going to go, James, is a little bit of a segue into the rest of our week. We're going to start looking ahead a little bit here. We're going to look at the Bengals free agents, and the Bengals have a lot of free agents on the def- defensive side of the ball. They have a lot of decisions to make on the offensive line, but, you know, Jesse Bates, obviously priority one for this defense. B.J. Hill, Larry Joby. Eli Apple, some questions. Trey Flowers, some questions. I, I don't know if Vernon Hargraves got to fly back with the team, <laughs> uh, but probably not a question there. Based on what we saw in the playoffs, are, are any of those questions a little bit easier to answer for you, Mike, for for who the priorities are on the defensive side of the ball to retain? Well, you mentioned Jesse Bates, but his playoffs, I mean, you signed him to a big deal right now, right? Yeah. <laughs> he, he was exactly what you wanted him to be in the playoffs, and he doesn't even have a deal. They could franchise tag him, but it, I just feel like with everything he's shown, yeah, he was shaky for a bit of this year, still showed his elite level instincts, processing, everything that makes him a good safety. It's just a, th- a couple things don't break his way. Uh, he doesn't make the same plays on the ball that he did, which I think has been hammered home that he only had like two pass breakups on the year and then had four in the Raiders game. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I would sign him to a big deal first. Uh, BJ Hill deserves a, an extension, I think. Um, I think he was really good, especially against the run. I don't think he can be your primary pass rushing three technique, but he's definitely a guy he could spell your primary pass rushing three technique and come in and do fine in that regards. The other ones, I don't know. I, I feel like with Eli Apple, he knows the scheme. He's at least fine for the most part, at least for regular season play. He's not a guy you want to be your starting corner to start the year, but say you draft somebody at 31 because you spend a lot of money on the offensive line this off season. Maybe he's a guy that if your guy's not ready, he could start the year there or be the fourth corner because of injury. I don't know. I also think you could look elsewhere for somebody that didn't embarrass themselves in the Super Bowl, but uh who knows? Um, Larry Ogunjobi is a tough one. I think that one comes down to uh, contract numbers and whatever else. But I, I like him, but just very inconsistent. Yeah, I uh, all of those guys I'd be okay with coming back if the number's right, except for probably someone we'll, we'll talk more about. But um, Eli Apple, and I'm going to be very brief on this, can't act like an eight-year-old on Twitter when they win and then get his ass kicked. You just can't do it. Okay. Like it was Chad Johnson got embarrassed by Darrell Revis after being really awesome on Twitter and funny and talking trash and driving a giant truck to the playoff game. And, you know, at the end of the 2009 season, that's different when you're Eli Apple and you're not Chad Johnson, like, man, you better deliver or you're going to get crushed. Right. If, if Jake Lisko or, or James Rapine is on Twitter talking about how the Bengals or the Lockdown Bengals is the number one Bengals podcast and talking trash to Paul Daner Jr. and Jay Morris and all these guys. And then we put out awful content that's crap in the biggest moment. 
well, then guess what? We deserve to get crushed. So everybody that went at Eli Apple deserves it. And I honestly, I have no inside information. I think there is zero chance he is back because if I'm Zach Taylor, there's zero chance I want to deal with that. I think that's childlike crap from a player who's okay. I can find okay elsewhere. Sorry, Eli. I might be wrong on that. Completely opinion. And ugh, I just, you can't act like an immature kid when you have success and then do that. And even, even if they had won, I think that they were kind of like raising an eyebrow. But now that you lose and you got cupped in the biggest <laughs> moments, you know, that's just I, I think that I think that that'll be a factor. Like, if not for, for sure. the Twitter stuff, he came into the year as a fourth corner. He acquitted himself well when he had to start all year. He that that wasn't the plan, and, and he wasn't. He he was serviceable. Sure, he, he had his moments both ways, right? You know, and yeah. and there were ups and downs, and that's what you expect from a fourth corner. But yeah, it, it feels like they'll be looking for for some other corners. Like the the things that coming out of this game again that that. The, there's a very clear path for the offseason. We're going to talk about it. It's offensive line. It's a corner. It's a pass rush. And, and like you said, Mike, we, we saw these with these linebackers take massive strides. Al Golden will be leaving the Bengals for Notre Dame. So the Bengals will have to find a new linebackers coach and someone to help with, you know, some of the third down stuff they do, because I think he had a lot to do with, with some of that. But, uh, you hope the lessons stick with Jermaine Pratt and Logan Wilson. Both of those guys had really nice games in the Super Bowl. And so there are some pieces there. And again, concluding the same way I have all week, guys, is the the foundation is there. Yes, the AFC is hard. Yes, it's hard to get back. All of that remains true. But the Bengals have this foundation and they have this guy named Joe Burrow. And so again, they've got all these pieces to build from. And they have all this talent, and, and now they just need to build it. And we're going to find some guys to build up with, whether it's Teron Armstead, which I know Mike is just like deep in the Teron Armstead tape, or if it's a few guys in the second and third tier free agency and some draft picks. Maybe it's a trade, right? We'll see if the Bengals can get creative this offseason. That's going to do it for this episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. We'll take a look ahead at some of the Bengals free agents and Start to shift our attention, James, into off-season mode because free agency in that new league year isn't really that far away. And that's what happens when the Bengals play in the Super Bowl. Until next time, Bengals fans, day and have a good one. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.